Uh, good morning, Vietnam. Welcome to the newest episode of Vietnam Innovators. I'm your host, Hao. Uh, as you can see, we've changed things up. Uh, this is a special pre-that episode. Uh, we have decided to not only refresh the show format, but also the set. So you can you can see behind me uh, a few changes have been made. So including the uh, books, um, perhaps also the uh, I have a frame here with all the hotel key cards uh, that the team has stayed at. Um, and a few more things. So just some personal affections that I hope add some personality to the show moving forward. Um, so as the new year and the new season comes along, I'll look out for a fresh new Vietnam innovators. In the meantime, I wanted to uh, also highlight that uh, today's show is a special one because it's not really with a business leader. It's not with someone that lives or works in Vietnam, but rather it's a guest that's very special to me, but also to the company. His name is Calvin Lam. Uh, he doesn't live here. He's not a business leader. He's not someone that works or lives here, perhaps in the future. Uh, he was our first ever intern at Vietcetera uh, back in 2017 that summer. So welcome, Calvin. It's been seven, almost eight years since you were here last time. And you've now returned. You've been staying with me for a couple weeks. Um, share with me your initial reflections and maybe an intro to the audience as well. Cảm ơn HBV Việt Nam đã đồng hành cùng việc Cetera cho lối sống từ chối rủi ro, sống lành chủ động. Yeah, uh, honored to be here. Uh, Hao mentioned a great intro. I'm Calvin. Hao uh, and I met a few years back. Uh, we went to the same college, uh, Brown, and he found me through uh, the Vietnamese Students Association at Brown, uh, where I came to Cetera, uh, first intern, and back then, really small company. Um, no one even knew about it. Um, I think four or five employees, and we didn't have an office. I worked out of the Vicetera Cafe on Wing Team and Kai. Um, yeah, back then, the intimate environment was super sweet. Uh, I got to work really closely with uh, Hao, Guy, the founders, and yeah, it was all hands on deck. Uh, had some meetings in Hao's apartment, uh, put the slide deck on his TV. Um, yeah, a lot of good memories. Uh, I was working as a software engineer at Coinbase, a little bit, a little bit about myself. Um, currently seeking new opportunities here in Vietnam. Uh, elsewhere, uh, particularly interested in uh, music and also developing, participating in Vietnam's growth as a country. Cool, Calvin. Yeah, you know, having you on the show is a special one too because it's coming up on our eight-year anniversary, which for the audience to know, we'll be doing an episode on Vietnam Innovators about that uh, in the coming months. Uh, but Calvin, you know, uh, I remember the first time that we met, it was through a video call, I believe. And it was May, I want to say May 2017. Uh, Guy, my uh, co-founder and I, were deciding whether or not to start building a team. Mm -hmm. So we decided the first approach would be to actually hire interns because it's uh, less risk. Um, interns are high energy, really want to try new things. And we wanted to test ourselves too in terms of like management. Are we ready for that? Are we ready to work with a team? So uh, obviously you were the, one of the first, if not the first, And my, my first memory of you was like, wow, there's this kid that's like 18 years old who is willing to come all the way out here as a, a VQ too. You're Vietnamese American. So my question is like, for someone that was raised in the West and you had never been to Vietnam before, what was going through your head? Why did you want to choose Vietnam specifically, not even Vietcetera, but just in general? Yeah, good, good question. I think uh, a lot of it comes down to a personal connection to the culture. I was uh, at Brown. I was part of the Vietnamese Student Association there. Um, I participated all four years. I was president uh, and senior advisor. And to me, coming back to Vietnam, 
having never been there, and my parents, of course, uh, came to the U.S. as refugees when they were young. Mm. Um, to me, it's, it's personal, uh, to be frank. It's, it's uh, learning more about the language, the food, the culture. Personal reasons aside, though, I think uh, Vizcetera provided an interesting opportunity to explore that. Um, I mean, honestly, I didn't know much about you at the time. Yeah, well, I, you, you, you were pretty, uh, my, my mom was pretty scared. Uh, why, why was she scared? She was scared. I was, I was like, uh, my mom uh, hasn't returned to Vietnam since coming to the U.S. And her... And that was in like the 70s. Yeah, I think so. And uh, I mean, she might have been back in the 90s once, but... Regardless, her image of the nation is, uh, you know, war-torn, impoverished. At least the Vietnam I see today, uh, Saigon, it's, it, you know, it's it's not fully there yet, but it, it's growing very fast, and, and things are looking better. But back then, yeah, I, I told her I'm going to uh, Vietnam to work, and I said, there's this guy, Hao Tran, he has his company, et cetera, and then uh, I tried to send her some of your LinkedIn socials, and it, it looked really suspicious. Uh, you didn't have, etc. was just starting, right? Mm. Uh, you didn't, you didn't have presence. You didn't. She's like, oh, why, why, why are you following this random dude to Vietnam? Wow. And I was okay. like, I was like, come on, like the only connection that that kind of like made sense. I was like, oh, he's also a brown alum, you know. And he, so that made her feel a bit more secure. A bit more. That that's the only thing, right? That's the only thing that um, because I was like, hey, there's this company, etc. And there's like no one, no one knows about it. Okay. <laughs> there's like yeah, yeah. So our alumni was the only yep. reason. Yeah. Back then, back then. Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. What you did uh, with Vicetta and at Brown was, I think, a great start, you know? Um, Just going out there and recruiting interns, you mean? Or Yeah, I mean... A little context, uh, every year I used to go in the fall, which I'll probably continue again this year. Uh, I would go to school campuses, not a lot. I'd start with Brown, maybe a few others, and recruit interns from the Vietnamese Student Associations. I don't, again, I haven't done that in a few years, but I think this year I will. Um, yeah, we, we used to host Howe every year at, at the Brown Vietnamese Student Association, and, and uh, you know it was awesome. Howe would come back and talk to everyone, and I'd give him a great intro, and and yeah, it, I mean, I mean, it works because you know. Um, so first, I trust Vicetera because you're from Brown, and mm. I trust Brown, uh, and then and then after you built me into your network, uh, the, the the kids at the Vietnamese Student Association they trust me. Mm. So when you come back, you say, "Hey, Calvin interned here. Calvin has a successful background, right. and they trust me." So you're building that social capital, right? A, a lot of VQs, they, you know, their parents, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you can relate, but our, our parents came to the U.S. for a better opportunity. So, so there's that kind of overarching idea that like, the U.S. still has the best opportunity. Mm. Where I think, I don't think you can say that in every, like you, you can't say that point blank anymore. Mm. Um, I, wouldn't, I would go so far as to say like, it, it surpasses the American opportunities in some sense. Um, I, I, yeah, it, it's. I think the way to reach the VQ and to change that kind of perception maybe is to, to do something like you did in the sense that we need someone trusted, like uh, professional kind of professional, uh, like a traditionally successful VQ like mm -hmm. you who went to Brown, and to come back and say, oh, it's legit, Vietnam's legit. There's a real opportunities for, like, Ameri like Western educated successful people like you like it's not just in the u.s mm. yeah we, we need some we need some bridge we need some right, bridge. right. some yeah. uh case studies <laughs> whatever you want to call it yeah someone we can relate to all right yeah. right, 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 yeah. right okay and um what, what were your first thoughts when you were getting on that plane like you also chose a place to live but of course you didn't even really know the neighborhood you were living in and all that what were the, some initial first questions that you had like navigating pre-physically being here for context uh I picked going to Vizcetera that summer over a more traditional uh, 
software engineering tech internship in Boston mm-hmm. that uh, paid a regular wage, you know, it was kind of <laughs> traditional, traditional. Um, could, could, you, could you tell us how we first paid you? Yeah, yeah, that, that, was, that, was, that was a funny story. Um, I mean, it, it was agreed upon, but uh, I, I put in the hard two months of work, two, three months of work. I was the best intern, for sure. You, you, how can I test? <laughs> Uh, I, I think I had a few good articles that summer about, uh, I interviewed Hervé Vu Rousseau, uh, AI leader here. Um, there was like a, a Burmese guy that led the expats group here that interviewed. Anyways, I think I had the top articles for the interns. Uh, but end of the summer, all this hard work's done. Uh, How and I have a conversation. He's like, hey, uh, you want your compensation in uh, US dollars or dumb? And I was like, dude, dollars. And then uh, How like, uh, reaches into his back pocket, pulls out three 100s, gives it to me, and I... I head on the flight home. Wow. And that's, uh, um, <laughs> there's no W-2. There's nothing. Uh, there, there's no official record that I worked yeah. here. Except those three $100 bills. Do you still have them? Uh, I, I probably spent them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you should have framed it. Yeah, yeah. I, actually, yeah. I, I mean, I, I didn't know if it would become the success. <laughs> it, it was more just like... <laughs> did, did you think we'd go bankrupt? <laughs> uh, it, it was hard to say. It was, yeah. it was hard to say. Um, you know, it was... We, we, we were slumming it. We were like, we work at Vicero Cafe. We work at various cafes in the city. Yeah, yeah. Random ones. We just go, we're just like, like homeless. We're like homeless. We're like going around <laughs> the city. Just, um, finding somewhere that has like a Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So for the context, guys, uh, the Vietcetera Cafe, we had it back like seven, eight years ago, but it closed after just about a year. Uh, we are looking to do more in the future, though. So stay tuned about that. Calvin, walk us through the first people you met in Vietnam. And I also want to compare it to eight years ago versus today. So again, you've you've returned to Vietnam for the first time in eight years. You're just visiting uh, again for two weeks. Um, how have the people changed? Have you noticed any uh, changes in the people you're meeting, their behaviors, what they're thinking, what they're saying, Vietnamese, foreigners, anything? For context, this time I've visited, honestly, I've definitely made the most of my time. I've met a lot of uh, VQs through the overseas Viet- Vietnamese Viet Cetera Conference. Uh, I, obviously, I've met a lot of Vietnamese locals too. Um, I have some friends here that I'm catching up with. I have met a lot of foreigners like uh, as well. So I, I think I've gone, you know, in, in, as much as one can in two weeks, like gotten a good lay of the land in terms of what people are thinking. I think Vietnamese people uh, in the country is developing its own like national identity, mm. um, a real pride in the people and culture. Uh, I've seen that reflected, uh, you know, on the individual level, like with locals, um, being really proud of, you know, the food and the language. And I've also seen it reflected in, uh, like, the corporate setting. Uh, mm-hmm. We met with uh, Tech, uh, I got to tour TechCom Bank with part of the OV conference. And uh, VO there is like a VP of talent. And just, um, if you listen to the way she talks and the way she, I guess, advertises TechCom Bank to VQs to foreigners. It's clear that she and the company are, are not catering to foreigners, not catering to VQs. They, they, they understand their value prop, that Techcom Bank is a valuable company to work for, and that Vietnam is a valuable economy to participate in. And that, um, yeah, it, it's clear that she, I don't know, she's proud of, you know, what, what, what they're doing here in Vietnam. And like, if you want to join, she, she will welcome you if you have the right talents. But yeah, she, she, she's not catering or like pandering yeah, to trying anyone. to compromise, compromise. Or no, it's just like, kind of what it is yeah it's what it is it's, it's great but yeah. it's not for everybody exactly. but it's, exactly. it's a great way to participate in vietnam's rise per se exactly and along that theme like uh when i talk to locals here i i hear similar sentiments of uh you know there being a lot of opportunity in vietnam and and, and you know a lot of young vietnamese locals even 
wanting to be entrepreneurs and, and wanting to wanting to come back to Vietnam and, and contribute. Yeah, it, it, it's amazing. Okay. Yeah. Between those eight years, I, I want to kind of walk through how your career has progressed. And mm -hmm. by the way, I, I ask these more personal questions because I'm sure a lot of um, OVers, that's what we call overseas Vietnamese, uh, both those that were born here, spent some time abroad and probably are still abroad thinking about returning to Vietnam, uh, but also uh, Hughes like the us two who have never even stepped foot in this country and do want to explore more. Over those eight years, how has your career progressed and have you always had Asia slash Vietnam in the back of your mind? And, and also, what is it? What's your thinking today now that, you, that, now that you've resigned from Coinbase after three years? Uh, what do you want to be doing next? Is there any relation to Vietnam, perhaps? On the Asia part, always been interested in Asia. Uh, my first college internship, etc. Um, I also did an intensive study abroad in Beijing, Princeton in Beijing. I, I'm Vietnamese Chinese, uh, born in America, but uh, fluent in Vietnamese, fluent in Mandarin. Um, but there's a lot happening in Asia, and, and it's especially in Southeast Asia. Like one can see kind of, you know, I, I don't know where Vietnam's headed. Um, but even if you walk around the city, uh, you see a lot of the traditional way of living still, uh, the hams and the street food and, and all of this, like, you know, it seems like to be coexisting with the new developments, uh, high rises, uh, maybe, you know, nice, nicer bars, hotels, all this stuff. And I think both will continue to coexist. And I think as Vietnam develops, it, it will seek to maintain ties with its old identity and mm. just... I think there's a lot of interesting questions there to, 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 to dig into, which is kind of what piques my interest, at least with Vietnam. Uh, let's talk about what you just mentioned, keeping to its old identity. So I'll, I'll take it from two perspectives. So what Vietnamese consider old identity, right, traditional, let's say, but also what foreigners, how they see it. So for instance, foreigners there, uh, they love, some certain tourists love the idea of traveling to Vietnam or being here because of the, the architecture, the French mm -hmm. colonial architecture. Uh, maybe it's about the uh, history of the country. Uh, but then Vietnamese, they don't actually care that much about that, I would say. We're talking history from like even way back. We're talking like ancient history and uh, back in the dynasties and like traditional, like even Aoyai today actually like we're wearing, right? Mm -hmm. Foreigners don't think about Aoyai. Um, actually, this is my first ever Aoyai, literally. And it's been eight years of living here. Um, I still consider myself more of a foreigner. Uh, but it's almost like a discovery to be more Vietnamese. I was with a friend yesterday who spent 15 years abroad and just came back to Vietnam. And I told her, uh, let's go rediscover Vietnam. And uh, her reaction was, was quite um, remarkable, funny, when, when saying that, because what does that mean? Um, and I, I, I pose that question to you, Calvin. What does rediscovering Vietnam slash being Vietnamese mean to you? Is it admiring the French colonial architecture or, or is it more like, or maybe then that's important too, or is it as simple as wearing an Aoyai and speaking, you mentioned your ambition is to learn more business advanced Vietnamese. Yeah. It, it, it's a tough question for sure. Um, the question of, I guess, how do I appreciate the culture and, and how do I view Vietnamese culture, like being Vietnamese myself, but growing up uh, abroad, it's something I've grappled with a lot. I, I think at the end of the day, what matters is that, whether you're a foreigner, whether you're a Vietki, whether you're local, if you come to the culture with um, respect, if you come to the culture wanting to learn more, wanting to appreciate it, like I, th I think it's there for you to appreciate. Um, 
personally, uh, I grew up in San Jose, uh, where there's, there's a lot of Vietnamese uh, VICUs. So uh, growing up, Vietnamese identity is not too important, mm. uh, to be honest. I, I don't care. Uh, it's, it's surrounded by me. Uh, going to Brown, there's not many Vietnamese, uh, as you know how. Uh, so a friend and I took it upon ourselves to kind of uh, reboot the Vietnamese Student Association at Brown and kind of take the helm on that. I mean, you, you, you don't know you lost something until it's gone. And so like when I lost that Vietnamese culture that I had growing up in San Jose, mm. um, I, I, at Brown I sought to reconnect with it. Mm. Um, now, now after, um, I guess this goes back to my professional background, but um, I just spent a few years working as a software engineer at Coinbase. Um, before that, I had done a lot of um, software engineering internships. These things aren't necessarily tied to Vietnamese culture at all or in any way. Um, so, you know, again, I guess losing touch with it. Um, so now wanting to reconnect. And, and as, as you mentioned, uh, I'd like to accelerate my Vietnamese language this summer. Yeah, I, I struggled to find that when I was first here. Um, I did find mentors and people I looked up, for, up to that were significantly older, though, like Guy, um, co-founder of Viet Cetera. He was, he is, sorry, 16, 17 years older than me. Hmm. So he obviously had done it, but again, much older. Um, and it's not like he, there were many of them either. Uh, and if they were, they were much older. So I remember being one of the very few early 20 year olds, like wandering around Vietnam trying to do something. I think it's, you find a lot more now. Hmm. Uh, not, not many as uh, early 20s. I think a lot of like late 20s, um, like 27 to 35, there's quite a few now. Um, I see mostly from Europe, actually, uh, Vietnamese Europeans. Uh, Vietnamese Americans still not very much. It might be the time zone or, or other opportunity cost. But um, actually, on that point, too, I, I see a lot of Vietnamese overseas who come from Eastern, like Europe, hmm. like uh, or regional, like Japan, Korea. And I see that because their ties to Vietnam are a bit closer. Uh, whereas I think really Western Vietnamese overseas, like us from America, uh, our parents' generation still uh, don't really see an opportunity in Vietnam for their kids, right? Um, at least that's just from my observation. Well, I think to your point, Vietcetera is doing, and, uh, and to be frank, uh, not just because I worked here, but <laughs> Vietcetera is doing work on that front, you know? Uh, when I, even when I spoke to a lot of the Vietnamese Germans at, this, at the conference just now, the OV conference, um, a lot of them say that, oh, even Vietnamese Russians, like, Vietcetera is the only like English-speaking content mm. about Vietnam that, that allows them to connect with the culture. Right, right. I mean, when I was growing up, there's, I don't think I was reading anything Vietnamese. I wasn't either. Media, media. Reading or watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's, it's showcasing good stuff. Like you guys talking about like yeah. the good brands here, um, good places to go. So it, it is like, it, it's a step in the right direction. Uh, what are your last reflections on how you see your participation in, in Vietnam as a physical place moving forward. Do you see coming back here more often, um, potentially working at some point, maybe not immediately? Uh, what are your initial thoughts on that? Coming back to Vietnam the second time has been truly inspiring uh, across in industries. I love seeing Vietnam grow. Vietnamese music, uh, the music scene is you know popping here, space speakers, NQ. I'm seeing Vietnamese food and beverage growing. I'm seeing Vietnamese corporate continued success and continued growth and, and the vigor of the Vietnamese people honestly makes me want to come back and, and use the talents I have to, to, push, to push the country forward. Mm. Yeah, so, so you know, seeing, seeing the, the work that's being done, that's been done, and that kind of gets me thinking on what, what, what can be done 
how I can fit into this this puzzle and and, and how I can best use my talents to, to help. Um, so it, it, it's inspiring, man. It's inspiring. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Calvin, thank you so much for sharing. And I know we're super crunched for time, and I'm sorry for the guests that want to hear more from Calvin. Uh, we'll just have to drag him back to Vietnam at some point to, to share more. Uh, Calvin, uh, thank you so much again for coming out to the studio this morning and sharing. And, you know, really nice out yai. Thank you for, for wearing that and convincing me to do the same. Love that, yeah. Um, that's it. Yeah, thank you. Okay, you too. Um, thank you, everyone, for tuning in for another episode of Vietnam Innovators. This was a special episode with Calvin uh, just before celebrating the Tet Lunar New Year. Uh, so I hope you enjoy your time with your family and friends and uh, best wishes for the new year as well. And see you next time. Bye-bye, guys. You can also check out the video version of this podcast on our other platforms such as YouTube and Facebook. New episodes are out every week. So don't forget to subscribe to Vietcetra's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube channel for more interesting content.